Oh, hello, hello. It's been a while, folks. Happy New Year. Let me say that first. Happy New Year. I hope your New Year's uh, started off amazing. I know it's been a challenging couple of years. Um, yeah. You know, COVID and friends are trying to ruin things for us. But we're going to stay positive. We're going to keep it positive because I am back. We are back uh, with some more great businesswoman to talk life, to talk business. And it all starts with Christian Mills. Okay, this is a wonderful young lady. I'm so excited to have her on the podcast. Um, yeah, I did take a little break, but we back. Okay. And um, she's an amazing human being. Um, and I'm so excited to have her on the other side. Stay tuned, y'all, for Christian Mills. Have you ever wanted to start a business but didn't know where to start? I know the process can be really overwhelming because I embarked on this process over 15 years ago and had such anxiety trying to do this myself. I don't want you to suffer the same fate, so join me and let me help you confidently start and run your business with ease. Go to www.coyetta.com or you can find me on Instagram at I am Coyetta and click the link in the bio. It's that easy. Join me. Let me help you start that business. Let me help you turn your idea into a business and let me walk you through the entire process. No stress. See you there. Hey, you can you hear me? Okay, perfect. Hey, girl. <laughs> How are you? I was like, wait, did I come on at the wrong time? <laughs> no, you came on at the right time. Sometimes this is this is why I said in that uh, email technology. Yeah, it yeah. does its own thing. It does its own thing sometimes. So I just want to know if I'm pronouncing your name right. Is it Christian? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, Christian perfect. How could I? Yeah, you know what? I have a unique name, so I I have to make sure I get it right. Thank you. And is it pronounced Coyetta? Girl, you got it right. 100%. Yes. Wonderful. I was a teacher and I was big about that. So yeah, it's (laughs) it's pretty major. Names are pronounced right. It's a huge deal. It is. Trust me. (laughs) When you've been called as many things as I've been called, you want to make sure you have it right. Oh, yeah, I believe it. I tell people all the time, my name is Christian, and like I love that you just said it. Some people are like, well, she's a girl. Maybe it's Christina. Maybe it's Christian. And maybe it's this. And they make it all these things. I'm like, no. That's exactly what it says. (laughs) (laughs) So I can relate to you on that note. Thank you very much. So let's tell the people um, about Christian. So you are Christian Mills. Mm -hmm. You are a Christian entrepreneur. Uh, You help women of color launch, grow, and pivot their budding businesses by identifying next steps, strategies, and systems. So we're about in the same vein um, Mm -hmm. of, of things we do. But tell me from your, from your own lips, tell me a little bit about uh, who you are. Sure. Um, thank you for having me here. So You're more than welcome. I'm a lot of things. I'm a business coach. Um, I have a background in education as far as my career. I've worked in higher education. I've taught even my full-time job now and it's still in campus and community work. Um, so I really love just educating and kind of just fell into that with my business as a business coach. I love to brunch. I love to travel, but I also love to stay in the bed all day and watch Netflix once a month and just kind of regroup. Um, and I really enjoy my morning time, my morning routine, my time with God, my workouts, and just getting into the right space and place to have a productive day. I love that you mentioned that because 
uh, I have a, I have questions written down, but one of the questions that popped into my head just a while ago was morning routine. Um, mm -hmm. As an entrepreneur, you know, it's said that you need to have, uh, you know, wake up at 5.30 in the morning and have this morning routine. So tell me a little <laughs> bit more. You know, I, I buy into it sometimes. And then based on my own life, I'm like, nah. <laughs> you know? Yes, and so yeah. I will definitely piggyback off of what you said. Um, this is something that I decided at the beginning of the year, I'm going to get serious about a morning routine. Like you said, we hear successful CEOs and millionaire business owners and all these mm -hmm. successful people have morning routines. And so in March, I decided that I was going to try something new. I tried waking up at 5 a.m., working out at um, working out four times a week in the morning. I would get up, work out, shower, read my devotional. Um, make my to-do list, kind of open the blinds, light a candle, and start my day. And yeah. I did that for all of March. And it was amazing um, to be able to open up and perform at that level. And when I was um, working at that time, I was teaching. So, like, I was doing all of that and then getting ready to go out into the school day and then come back at home and work my business that night. Yeah. Um, so it was really a refreshing. It gave me more energy. It was a refreshing experience. And I kept that routine up until about July, maybe. Yeah. Um, and then just based on the flow, like I, as a teacher, I was out of school for the summer. So I allowed myself to start my day like an hour later. I would get up at six. Um, when the fall started, I did kind of go back to that 5 a.m. workout time. And now it's dark and cold again. And so I've switched to trying to be in the gym in my apartment complex by 6 a.m. Um, so I think that morning routines are excellent in order to, you know, figure out what helps you start your day and get into a place where you're entering the day from a peaceful place, a positive place. And it helps you be most productive. But I also tell my clients, like, it doesn't have to look like what everyone else's looks like. I have right, some clients right. who like to get up at nine and start their day. They like being able to sleep in and have their breakfast and not start until 10 or 11. Mm -hmm. I have people who are morning people just like me that get up early. Um, so my advice for anybody that wants to create a morning routine is to just ask yourself what feels good. Like, what helps you start your day from a place that feels good and just make a list of three to five of those things and try it out. It may change. It may adjust. You may adjust it in seasons like I did, but it really does make a difference in the day. And I think your point is key about changing. I think, um, you know, entrepreneurs or just people in general think it has to, you have to stick to the routine. Like, no, things yes. are, you can change, you can pivot, you can do all these things. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, when you think change, it's like a scary thing. Cause you're like, well, failure, no, <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, that's so true. Yeah. So in terms of entrepreneurship, you have a big story. So I'm actually going to have you kind of dive into more about who you are and your backstory, because I think it's so interesting. And thank you. I need to know, like, if you're going to write a book or something, because I think this is book worthy. <laughs> I think this wow. is book worthy. Yeah. So, so dive in. You're welcome. Go ahead. You tell me which parts you want to make sure I hit on. But I will say it's funny because, you know, people keep asking, am I going to write a book? I actually have written two books already. Um, and I wrote one book when I was in my freshman year of college. My book was called Made to Stand Out, When Fitting In Is Not An Option. And wow. when I was growing up, I just never fit in. And for most of my childhood, I struggled with that because I just felt so different from other kids around me or other people around me. And yeah. then I finally realized around high school that I wasn't called to fit in. I was, I am a uniquely different person. I mm. have a uniquely different way about me. Um, yes. I command a different room or Ooh, space when I enter. Speak to me. I have to speak be to able me. to 
come yeah. com- become comfortable with that um and to become comfortable with some people's uncomfortableness <laughs> with that mm-hmm. and yeah. around that time and I went to college I finally had started to make peace with the fact that I was not made to stand out um but that I was made an image and likeness of God and there was a specific and unique path for me so that was my first book I wrote a second book called Surrender. It's about time you let God lead. And that was in 2018. And that was when my life was like in shambles. I had graduated mm-hmm. college in 2016, finally got my dream job working at higher education in 2017, maybe beginning of 2017, um, was in that job for a year and a half, was run out of it by a crazy boss. Um, and mm-hmm. everything that I thought that I was having, the overflow and favor experience that I thought that I worked for all my life, it just came crashing down. I had moved out by myself. I had my dream job. I was making good money. And then in a matter of a year, I was really just struggling, literally struggling. Couldn't get another yeah. job for um, eight months. Felt like I was blackballed from the higher education industry where I was from. Um, it was just a struggle. It was just such a struggle. And... That is kind of like when I first started thinking about becoming an entrepreneur, I knew I would always work for myself. I just never knew how. And I had tried to take care of business. That didn't work because my products would sometimes melt when they went out to the West and it was the middle of the summer. And I didn't have mm-hmm. enough money to figure that problem out. Right. Um, I was an ambassador, a brand ambassador for It Works for about a year, year and a half. That was a fun time. And I had tried network marketing, loved it. I have worked since I was 16 and I'm 28 now. And I just finally came to the realization in 2019 that if I can make all these stores, businesses make money, if I can make all these other brands make money, if I can make these other colleges have higher impacts and get higher rates and do all these wonderful things for everyone else, I have to be able to make something work for myself with these same gifts that everybody else and all these other industries are able to profit off of me for. Um, and that's when I started my business building journey. I don't know if you want me to dig deeper into that or just call oh, I got some, there. Yeah, I got <laughs> some key points that I want to touch on. Um, mm-hmm. And I love that because I was going to ask you about um, your aha moment for entrepreneurship and you just gave that to me. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So based on your experience working at your dream job, which is amazing um, and being harassed, which is which is not yeah. amazing. Um, by yeah. a mentor like, that, you know that's crazy to me how did you how yeah. did that whole experience prepare you for where you are now oh man um I think I'm still figuring it out to be honest um yeah. because it was one of those situations where, like as a black woman you almost wish it was a nice person of color but it was an older black woman um is, and so that was just hmm. very unfortunate um yeah. I think that it the whole experience, to be honest, broke me down because when you're graduating college, you're believing God for this job and your career field. A lot of times it takes people time to get it. It gave me, it took me about a year. I worked another job before I got this job. Um, and it just seemed like I said, you know how you, you're reading the Bible and you're like, oh, I'm working, I'm sacrificing. This this season sucks, but I'm getting to my land of milk and honey and all these things. And mm-hmm. when I got that job, it was like, I'm the oldest of five. And I graduated college. I got this job eventually. I'm moving out for the first time. I'm super excited to live by myself. I come from a really big family. (laughs) Um, And just having my own, bought my, got my first car, did these things as a result of having this job when I'm in this dream career. And I really thought that like, okay, this is like the beginning of my seven years of plenty and all these things. But when that happened, I was praying for God to get me out of it. And I was stuck in that situation being harassed on my job for about a year. Um, it wasn't fruitful for me to leave quite yet. I had to seek assistance in leaving. Um, 
it wasn't fruitful for me to stay, but I didn't know how to get out of it yet. It was just a very trying time and it tested my faith in God because I couldn't understand why he would leave me in it. Um, But it's also one of those things where I've seen him begin to restore me and begin to bless me as a result of that. And I know that if I could make it through that season, it's not a lot else that I'm not going to be able to make it through. So it definitely strengthened me, but it did break me down in order to build me up. Ooh, ooh, I love that. Break you down in order to build you up. Um, Mm -hmm. That's that's powerful. And I think uh, just going back to something that you said really quickly that I can... Mm -hmm identify with when you talk about feeling different in in circles um and that is something that even now I feel oh god yeah yeah that like I struggle with like I just like wherever I go I feel different (laughs) you know um yeah and then and then you know it maybe it's the calling that you have on your life so excellent point it's very hard sometimes and I mean I still struggle some days like Mm -hmm. I went to an event I moved to Charlotte recently Um, and I love it here. This was my dream city to move to. So I'm super excited to be here. But I went to my first event a month ago and it was my first in-person event since I guess maybe the earlier this year and earlier this year, I went to a wonderful event. Um, but I know that there's a way about me that commands attention and I have a Mm -hmm. presence and I'm a nice person, (laughs) but I understand from other people's experiences that sometimes they perceive me to be intimidating and I refuse to take that on because I'm not. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's always interesting to see the experiences I have in a room. And I had an experience earlier this year at an event where like a couple other women treated me really rude for no reason. Mm -hmm. But I was with my sister who's very happy-go-lucky, very bouncy, very joyful, very like disarming. Um, Yeah. And I was around her and they had a completely different experience and treated her very well. Um, Mm -hmm. So going into my event in October that I was attending here for the first time, I was kind of like, do I want to play the background? Do I want to be quiet? But it's like who I am is a fun person. I'm a social person. I love to get dressed and be cute and kiki and talk about entrepreneurship and learn people's stories. And so it's like, I I chose to go in and be my whole self. And mm-hmm. I think at some point in our lives, we have to decide that, you know, people are going to be happy with us if we don't show up as our whole selves and people are yeah. going to be upset with us if we do. So I'm coming to the point in my life where I realize that I'm here on purpose. I'm entering the rooms that I'm entering on purpose. I'm in the spaces that I'm in on purpose. And I'm not shrinking to make anyone else comfortable. No shrinking. No We're shrinking. not going to do that. Just accept <laughs> who you are and... Yeah, I, I get it. Uh, you know, people can perceive um, the same intimidating and I, I don't know why. <laughs> I guess, yeah. you know, we, I guess you have a more serious face when you're first walking, but as the conversation flows, you're like, oh man, this person's cool. So I guess exactly. it's just to get over that initial appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I totally get that. You also mentioned in your story that one in one of your jobs, you were surrounded by racists, you know, and it's yeah. like... What was that experience like for you? And what um, would you tell a woman of color that ex- that are experiencing the same thing where they are now? Oh, man. First of all, I can tell you did your research. So thank you. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> you yes, were like, ma'am. oh, I'm getting to the meat of the things. We are not That's going to right. here. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, <laughs> yes. And my, well, so I, after I went through that whole season where I couldn't get a job for like eight months, I decided I was going to go back to grad school. I had always thought about teaching but didn't do it because I had heard negative things about the industry and just how people didn't make money 
But I was like, you know what? I love kids. I'm going to do it. I'm going to give it a try. I started mm-hmm. my journey to get my master's in special ed, ended up in a program that allowed me to teach while doing it. And the very first full-time job I got as a teacher, my entire, well, I will say maybe all but two of my entire team, I eventually came to find out was racist. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, it was very interesting because I am very much to myself when it comes to professional spaces. So I'm fine in my classroom. I'm going to make sure that I'm having a good time. My students are learning. We're hitting our scores. We're achieving things. We're going to have a great time in whatever my classroom number is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But I don't typically always engage as a teacher because sometimes the industry, not the industry, but sometimes what goes on in academies and things, it can be toxic. And I choose to opt out of that. Um, But for me, there was a Black History Month where I was on this team and I had suggested that we do these mini videos every morning. And it came out that some teachers were not playing them. And the school that I worked at was at least 88% people of color, Black children, really? Spanish children, all these things, but probably 88% white teachers. Okay. Um, and so when students would come, they changed classes. So that's called sixth grade. I would say, oh, did you see the video about Beyonce today, did you see this video about Rosa Parks today? And then some of them would say no. So I found out that certain teachers weren't playing the videos and they refused to play the videos. And then, you know, when I brought it to my team, there turned out to be this big debate and everyone was so upset with me because I divided the room as a black person and I called them out and I called them racist. It's like, no, that's not what I did. I just wanted to understand why we would withhold knowledge from a group of students about the culture that they come from. And, you know, it got very interesting after that um, over the next month or so. And for people that work in environments where things are toxic and there are racist, I would just say, remember that you have options. I feel like I've lived a lot of life for a 28-year-old. But from Agreed. I worked from 16 to 28. I'm 28 now. And mm-hmm. that was probably two years ago. Yeah. Almost every working experience I've had, I've had a terrible working experience with a terrible boss or a terrible team, right. unfortunately. And that was not my first racist work experience. But what I've learned is that we have options. Mm-hmm. And that's been one of my greatest lessons that I've learned as a young adult is that we have options. I chose to leave that school. Um, I chose to go to a different district that was amazing. I worked at a different school that was amazing, but then I encountered a racist team lead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so I just dealt with that, but I sought other options. I mm-hmm. sought other options, which is now how I get to work from home, <laughs> doing my campus and community job, which is wonderful. Um, yeah. But people have options. I think society tells us all the time to just put up with it and work your do, you know, do your dues and climb the ladder. You can climb whatever ladder you want in life. I know that my ladder doesn't lead to me working for other people in the end anyway. I know that I'm going to eventually be a full-time entrepreneur. But I think that we have to let go of the need to prove that we Mm -hmm. can withstand pain. And that's just not even just in work. That's just in a lot of what we're taught is that we have to stick through hardship in order to gain the good when you can choose differently. Amen. (laughs) Um, I think with the strong black woman type of, um, you know, trope, it's like, no, you know, there are moments when you need, just need to step out of the situation. So I completely mm-hmm. agree with you. And I, I agree with you as well, that you will be leading into full-time entrepreneurship because I, I feel the spirit. Uh, <laughs> I feel it. 
So uh, thank I, you. <laughs> yeah, no, I see great things for you. Uh, you know, one of the things I do is I like to um, study uh, people. Um, mm -hmm. And you're one of those people that I've been watching for um, a while. And I can I can see there's something different and unique about you. And when you Thank mentioned, you. you're welcome. When you mentioned um, that you wanted to get on a podcast, just kind of speaking about things you want, I said, I have to have her on because you have to give people opportunities, right? I really um, appreciate it. You're welcome. And I think you got to open your mouth so people know what you want. And that's exactly what mm -hmm. you did. I was in a position to, to make that happen. So I said, I need, I need her. Um, you are an amazing human from what I can see. And I know Thank faith you. plays, you're welcome. I know faith plays a big role in your life and how mm. has it helped you? Cause you've been through a lot. So how has your faith helped you? Yes. Um, my faith has really kept me. I'm grateful that my parents are pastors. So I'm a PK. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. I share that every now and then some people yeah. have their own thoughts about PK. So I don't share it all the time, but my True. parents are pastors and they are amazing. They set an amazing example for me just as a person and a family and just as Christians. Um, and I just, I've grown up in the church. I think my church that my parents run, I'm 28, it might be celebrated 25 years. So I've literally always been in the church, but it wasn't until I went to college and I was actually away from home that I, my relationship with God got deeper. And mm -hmm. I think that my faith has just shown me that I can trust God in all situations. I used to be some, I mean, I'm still a little bit of a type A planner, <laughs> yeah. but now I consult God on my plans and I plan with him. I even pray in the mornings before I start my day. Like God, I invite you into my day. I ask you to lead me through my day and show me what opportunities and things that come to me are for me and which ones are not. Um, and so faith, I always tell people that I believe that God is the CEO of my business. He is mm -hmm. the person that has given me the gifts to start this business. So I know that he's not going to leave me throughout any process of me starting this business. And the more that I activate the principles of the Bible, of being consistent, of sowing, of reaping, of seed time and harvest, I know that things in my business have been able to grow because I follow the principles of the Bible and I trust God at his word. Um, so just, I don't know how people do entrepreneurship without believing in God. <laughs> I just don't know how they do it because this season's change, things change. There's always something new to learn. There's ups and downs. But just knowing that God is with you all the time makes the journey worth it, especially when you're in seasons where you don't see your way out or you don't see what's coming next. Like, mm -hmm. it just, listen, I don't know how people do it without God. So it really just makes my day. That's my answer to the question. The, the <laughs> faith, just, faith just guides me through this journey because I would not be the same person without it. I wouldn't be the same person in my own strength because life comes at you fast sometimes and it can be hard. And yeah. I wouldn't be where I am in my own strength. Absolutely. So it's your not so secret sauce. <laughs> yes, it is <laughs> definitely my not so secret sauce. <laughs> okay, so I, I love that you move, like you're a brave person, first of all, because you move cities by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, went through the ups and downs. So now that you're in a new space, uh, being in a new city and in a new uh, place, um, you're embracing who you are and owning who you are and what you do and, and you know, what you're about. So yeah. when, you're, when you're speaking with um, particular, or entrepreneurs in particular, what do you see that's lacking um, in them in terms of, you know, owning who they are and embracing the change? 
Oh, that's really good. Um, one is embracing change, period. Sometimes mm-hmm. we start out with our businesses and either you start out in one of two places. You start out very clear on what it is that you've created or you start out with the first step of what you created and you just yeah. give your space the freedom to see how it evolves. Um, with my business, that's how I was, I was person B. I started out with the one step. I started out with my coaching program, the lead program where I helped women face their fears and position them to launch their product or service-based businesses. And that's mm-hmm. all I saw when I started my business last March. That is literally all I saw. Um, and then over time, people asked for other ways to work with me, which is how my strategy package came about. And then um, my new program, Surviving to Thriving, you came into play. But I want entrepreneurs to be okay with change. Sometimes your journey is going to look exactly like what you thought. Your business is going to look exactly like what you thought. Sometimes it's not. And you have the choice to move with it and accept it, or you can push yourself against it. And I think sometimes people really lose when they will not go with the pivot. Mm-hmm. when they will not change, when they will not use the data and the feedback, what your audience is asking you for, if they're asking you about something more than what you're providing, like mm-hmm. they're willing you to pay for that knowledge. They're willing to invest in you in that knowledge. Take note of the things that they're asking you about, that they're asking you for, or the things that you're providing that they're loving because you want to create more of that. And then you may learn from that feedback other things you can do. Like all year this year, I've done polls in my stories to learn about my audience's state in business. And yeah. like you said, at the beginning, my state, my business position and statement has been, I help women of color launch one pivot in their business since I've launched my business. But that's actually three different stages of business that you can be in. And I've enjoyed yeah. helping women in all those different stages, but I recently have decided to pivot to becoming just a growth coach. So I'm going to focus on the growth part going into 2022. I'm going to only work with service-based business owners and help them increase their income and their impact. But I had to be willing to move with the pivot instead of pushing up against it. Oh, love that. Where or how um, do we recognize the changes? How do we know when to move on from the idea or the thought process or the, you know, from this particular business to that particular business? Is there like a a set um, set of circumstances or what do you think? That's a good question. I think that it's like you don't know, but you have a feeling mm-hmm. and you have to do something with that feeling. Um, one of my new business coaches, she's amazing. She asks us all the time, what feels good? And then she tells us to do what feels good. And that's a really good thing that I've had to learn as a type A planner. It's like, mm-hmm. what instead of just doing all these things because you planned them, what feels good? What do you not want to do? What do you do want to do now, right? So if you're someone who's trying to determine whether to keep going or whether to pivot or whether you need to make a shift, first acknowledge the space that you're in. Like a lot of times we don't even want to acknowledge that we feel like something might be changing because it feels uncomfortable, right? And then two, take some time to sit with that thought that things may be changing. Um, For me, that's what I did from September to November really with my business behind the scenes. I felt like I'm growing rapidly as a service-based business owner. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm getting extremely well, really extremely good at what I do as a strategist and business coach. And I'm putting myself in positions to learn how to become even better as a service-based business. But I had to acknowledge that although I have service-based and product-based clients, I'm not growing in my knowledge of the product-based industry nearly as quickly as I am of the service-based industry. Mm-hmm. And that for me was the determining factor to pivoting to only servicing service-based businesses in 2022 moving forward. And okay. once I got down to the nitty gritty of 
my why, I was able to make peace with it. And so I feel like once you acknowledge that there's a change and you sit with it, you can process, does this make sense or does this not make sense? Why would this make sense or why would this not make sense? For me, I'm a believer, so I spent some time praying and fasting and seeking God. And I felt like I was getting confirmation from all over the place, left and right. Um, and then you have to make peace with your decision. I just had to make peace with it because I knew there were people that wanted to work with me that were product-based. I knew that I talked to people recently that were saving to work with me that were product-based. And so yeah. there was that moment. <laughs> yeah, I will send them your way, definitely. <laughs> there was that moment of like, oh man, am I going to let some people down that are following me that want to work with yeah. me or that are on yeah. my email list that want to work with me? But I'm a person of integrity and I really feel like I'm really going to continue growing rapidly as a service-based business. Yeah. And I want to walk in that and serve those people. And I also want to give, I am, have no problem recommending other people to people that are product-based. And mm-hmm. so that is why this will work. And so if someone's in that space, just follow those steps. Absolutely. And I think it's it's um, the niching down as well. So that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's your, that's your space. That's your place that, you know, that's just your area where you thrive. So, um, why not go for it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So if for anyone that's thinking about, um, starting a business, where, where do you start when it comes to starting a business? Sure. So, um, first just understand that starting a business is a big deal and that it's a great Pat yourself on the back because it's a huge thing for you to decide to start it. I was just yeah. telling someone that the other day on a call because we don't acknowledge starting as much as we should as we acknowledge, you know, the 10K months and the six figures. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there needs to be more space for celebrating that you even want to start. But then um, just going through certain steps. So I'm just going to think in my head of the steps that I go through in the LEAP program, which is my group coaching program for launching, but I'm turning mm-hmm. that into a course in Q1. Yeah. Um, but I walk my I walk the women through several steps. Number one, business clarity, right? What is your business idea? Having a business idea is amazing. But being yeah. able to get really clear on that idea and communicate that is very important. So I would say yeah. seek business clarity. Um, take some time to do target market research. First, identify who you think needs your offer or your products. And then take some time to talk to those people and let them test those services or test those products. Mm-hmm. Um, take some time to really think about I was we do a session on discipline and organization like are you willing to get disciplined and are you willing to create the organization and structure that's necessary for you to run your business because mm-hmm. a lot of people are out here winging a lot of things and you might be late to work and you might be like one eye open at church or things like that you can't do that when you're running a business this is your <laughs> whole business so you yeah. have to drop those last couple days of the things that you might get away with in somebody else's workplace and really need to drop them there too but we're not talking about that um (laughs) we have to drop those things when you start a business because everything is you you are your business you are your brand and so how you do things is how people know you and you want to show up excellently um you want to get into figuring out you know what are the types of things i'm going to need for my business to have a presence so we talk about your websites your socials your systems right doesn't always have to be the perfect website for a year i did Mm -hmm. i had a facebook page and I had sales pages and it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. No one ever stopped and said, what is this sales page? Or what is this website? Never. They still yeah. pay me. They still invested in my services. Right. Um, so just finding a place to have an online presence is key. Creating content that allows you to connect with your audience before trying to convert them into paying clients or customers is very key. Building that know, like, and trust relationship. 
Um, those are some of the major things that come to mind. And like, as you put all those things together, you position yourself to start your business from a solid place. Awesome. And I, you know what, I think when I'm, when I'm thinking about it now, I think um, religion kind of helps discipline, especially Absolutely. if you're, yeah, 100%. <laughs> so yeah. Um, that kind of explains who you are to me as well, because you seem very disciplined. Yes, I am very disciplined. And I just, I won't say that I had to be, but like it goes back to the knowing that I was different things. And even mm-hmm. at 28, there's still some things where I don't know. I've had people speak over my life and tell me that I'm going to go to the nations and I'm going to speak and I'm going to do ministry and I'm going to be known globally and all these things. I don't know what that looks like. I'm still yeah. figuring it out. <laughs> but I know that whatever God has called me to is really huge. And so I've decided to start preparing for that and putting the systems in place and getting discipline and building myself up as a woman, as a coach, as a person of faith, just to be prepared for whatever it is that he is calling me to at whatever level. Wonderful. And you know what, as at 38 year old, 38 years old, there's still things that you're trying to figure out. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm sure. it, it's, it's on every level. So I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah. So when it comes to business, you know, a lot of, a lot of people overthink things. I'm guilty of overthinking um, a lot of things. So what, what are we overthinking when it comes to business and in, in the spaces you exist in, the, with the women that you speak with, what are we overthinking? Yeah. Oh my gosh. The first thing that comes to mind is content. So mm-hmm. while I don't focus on content in my business, I love content and people seem to enjoy my content, which leads me to having a lot of conversations with people about content. Right. Whatever it is, put it out. Put it out. Put it out. And I every always day? say that what now it doesn't have to be every day, but okay. whatever it is that you're working on that you're scared to put out or that you're scared to promote or the email that you're scared to send or the graphic that you're wondering if the color is right, just put it out. Okay. Because my motto is that done well is better than perfect. You can get better at everything when you're doing it over and over again. But when you're Absolutely. freaking out and taking two weeks or two months or two years to put out the business, the picture, the graphic, to promote your services, you're wasting time because you can't get better because you haven't started. Yeah. And in my business, even my content has grown so much because I waited it. I threw my program out there last year and asked people if they want to be a part of the first pilot of the LEAP program. Was a picture I took at brunch with my friends. It didn't mm-hmm. say the program. You didn't know if I owned the business. Mm-hmm. I just said, I'm looking for 10 women to be a part of a program that I'm trying to have and I want to run a test. And I got over 10 women that responded so much so that I had to tell people no. Right. And so just overthinking content is something we really have to let go of. Um, I talk about this in my Everything is Content ebook. It is helping people understand the three or four types of content you have to have as an entrepreneur. You need informational, educational content. You need lifestyle content. You need content where you're selling. And you need content that is inspirational or motivational. Let people get to know you because sometimes people buy from you because you're an expert and sometimes people buy for you because they connect with your person. Mm -hmm. But we have to let go of overthinking our content. Put it out there, get better at it, get better at it, get better at it, get better at it, get better at it. And then people will come along your journey and love it. They'll buy into the fact that you're growing. The other day, somebody told me that my graphics look so amazing. I know she wasn't saying that my old graphics look trash, but I know (laughs) that my graphics have extremely evolved over the last year. 
Um, and just to see other people seeing that feels good. And so I want that to be encouragement to someone. I also want people to stop overthinking about what qualifies you. Mm-hmm. And that's a big one because I've had people ask me like, well, who licensed you to be a business coach or who said that you could be a business coach? God, me and God. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had skills and expertise. I have always loved planning. I have always loved strategy. When people around me wanted to start a business, I was the first person to help them make their plan or help them write their goals or do research with them. And I realized that there was a need for that. And for whatever anybody that's listening to is doing, there is a need for that. And you having the um, skills that meet that need and God giving you those skills is the permission. It's all the permission you need to do whatever it is that you're doing. And I think that too many people discount their lived experiences. You feel like you have to have a degree from somewhere to start your business or work your business, or you have to have a license from a fancy program, or you have to have somebody else putting your name in a room. But the truth is, if you show up and work your gift and do the work, everything is going to come together. And we just have to stop thinking about who qualified us or what qualifies us or feeling disqualified as a mm-hmm. beginner in business. Absolutely. Agreed. So tell me more about your new program, Surviving to Thriving You, and um, what the listeners can expect from this program. Sure. Thank you. So my Surviving to Thriving You program is my group coaching program. I created it this summer um, in response to ask from my um, coaching clients before that I helped launch. They wanted a program that would help them grow. Um, So I originally called it the CEO Society, but I've renamed it to Surviving to Thriving You. And it's a four-month group coaching program for coaches, consultants, and service providers, where I'm going to help you go from surviving to thriving in your business by helping you develop CEO habits, upgrade your offers, elevate your launch process, and execute on the regular. And it's really good for any person that fits those categories, that wants to learn how to thrive on their level and master this level in business, and then Mm -hmm. be positioned to grow into the next level. And that's where that that's why there's those mindset and skill sets in there as well. Because for me, I think the worst thing that can happen is you get to the next level and you start making the money and you bring in the new the new clients and all these things, but you're not prepared to manage it. Your mindset's yeah. not strengthened, you don't have the right routines, you don't have the right systems, you're not taking care of the things on your back end. And so I created this program to be fifty percent about the business owner becoming the person you need to be and 50% mm-hmm. about preparing your business to grow and thrive on this level and at the next level. Oh, I love that. I love that uh, two, two components that you included uh, because typically it's focused on kind of one side, right? One-sided. Yeah. And uh-huh. I think that yeah. sometimes that does a disservice to people because it's like, well, how do I make this big leap from where I am to this place that I want to be? Mm-hmm. And the truth is a lot of times you got to get prepared from where you are for where you're going and I think that for me it was important to incorporate that so that it could be a holistic journey absolutely I love that you mentioned earlier that you that you had a coach yes so currently I'm working with Ari Hale from allergic to hourly she is my Mm -hmm. business coach right now I love that so how important is the coaching experience for the coach or the mentoring experience for the coach? How important is that relationship for you? Um, So you can kind of, um, you know, you're working with people all day, so you can kind of gather yourself and make sure you're on the right track. 
Yes, and I think you kind of just spoke to that. Really, the gathering of myself and making sure that I'm moving my business forward, that I'm growing as a coach, that I'm growing as a businesswoman. Yeah. Um, I see a lot of people, especially sometimes service providers, we provide this service, whatever the service is for our clients. For me, it's mm-hmm. coaching. For some people, it might be VAs or design, things like that, right? You spend a lot of your day offering this service to your clients and or managing your clients businesses and then there's not a lot of time left for you to do the things you want to do or you know look at how you want to map out your future offers or grow in the area you need to grow whether that's reading or investing or hire mm-hmm. a lot of times people feel so run down from their client work they don't have time to invest in their stuff um that's not been my experience but I know there's a lot of service providers experience and so I've just been an intentional person about growing and learning I've always been that way as a person. And so I felt like even as a business coach, mm-hmm. I want to work with someone that's ahead of where I am. Um, and I watched my coach all of this year. I, I think I found her on Instagram in March and I just was able to start investing and working with her in October. And I worked with her for almost two months now. And it has just been so transformational because she's helping me see further than I saw for myself, but she's helping me also to see things clearer than I've seen for the future of my business, but then also Mm -hmm. understanding that some of the things that I thought were so far off, I can do now and how to do them. Um, So I think it's really important for coaches to have a coach because we're serving down, right? And we're always pouring out of our cup. And even though it's from our zone of expertise, it still can become tiring. It still can become something that is laborious. but to have someone who's pouring into you and stretching you and helping you grow and that's concerned about the growth of your business, it's amazing. And she's accomplished things that I want to accomplish. Um, right. So who better to get under to learn from than to position me to grow than someone that's already going to where I want to be. I love that. I love that. And we are at the end. So I generally have a, a fun question. Mm-hmm. Um that I like to end just on a light note. Um, in your friendship circle, right? Mm-hmm. What is the one thing you're the go-to person for? Like, is it some people have oh, like lotion, lotion in their bag? Like, what what do you have? Hmm. Lip gloss, a little candy. <laughs> what am I the go-to person for? That is a really good question. It depends on the day. Sometimes it's business. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's the best candle. Like two mm-hmm. things I'm definitely going to be able to tell you is where to find a bomb candle and where to have brunch. <laughs> yeah, definitely those two things. And if you're traveling, I can definitely have a good recommendation for you. So those are the things that some of my friends come to me for. They definitely come to me for relationship advice and things like that. But it depends on the day. Okay, perfect. Yeah, you're many things to different people. That's okay. Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. I love that, Christian. It's been so amazing to have you on the podcast. Tell our listeners where they can find you. If they're trying to, you know, sign up to surviving to surviving to thriving you, if they're trying to find you on the gram or like wherever you are, email, let us know. Absolutely. Um, the best place to find me is Instagram because it leads you to everything else at, at Christian Mills. Um you can click the link in my bio to get to anything to apply for Surviving to Thriving You. That mm-hmm. program is an open enrollment program. So no matter when you hear this, you can feel free to apply and learn more. Um, it's a great place to email me. My DMs are always open. I love having conversations with people. Um, so yeah, I'm here to connect with. I am. I like to say that I'm a regular person, but 
that's because Instagram has become so big and lofty, but mm-hmm. I am, I'm very relatable. Reach out, send me a message. Let's have a conversation. Let's keep connecting. Cause I appreciate you even allowing me to be here and share this space and this platform with me. Um, so I just look forward to continuing this connection that we've created here today. Absolutely. And uh, let's, let's try to keep that up because uh, as I said, I, I see, I see you going places. I can feel it. So Thank you. Um, you're more than welcome. So I said, you know, we got to do this. <laughs> um, thank you so much again. It's been a pleasure and we'll be in touch. Okay. Have a wonderful day. You as well. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to another great episode. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, as all these things help to keep the podcast alive. Take care. Until next time.